welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host for today. Today, we welcome Ginny Brzezinski. Ginny is a former Capitol Hill press secretary, author, speaker, and she's on our I Relaunch advisory board. She's the co-author with her sister-in-law and Morning Joe co-host, Mika Brzezinski, of the instantly best-selling Comeback Careers, and a contributor and content developer for KnowYourValue.com. Ginny, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thanks for having me, Carol. Well, we're so thrilled to have you, and congratulations on the success of the book so far. Thank you very much. It's been very exciting. And I want to thank you for quoting me in Comeback Careers. It was an honor to be interviewed for your book. Uh, But before we dive into the book itself, can you please tell our audience, how did the book come to be in the first place? Well, first, let me say it was an honor for me to be able to interview you for the book, Carol, because of all of your incredible knowledge about relaunching careers. Um, But to answer your question about how did the book come about, um, when I uh, was had just turned fifty, and my kids were within you know a, a couple of years of flying the nest. Uh, I at that time was a real estate agent, and I was not so happy in my job. And I had a bit of a midlife, mid-career crisis, thinking, you know, here my kids are about to leave. I have all this time available to me but I don't know what I want to do or um, if I could do anything different because I feel like to try and change careers at my age would be too big a hill to climb. Uh, And so out of that frustration, I texted my sister-in-law, Mika, who had been writing and um, speaking about knowing your value, but had not really addressed women like me who had either downsized their careers or stepped off the career track completely. Uh, I texted her one morning and said, Mika, I think Know Your Value needs to speak to women like me who took time out of the workforce and now want to reinvigorate our careers. And she texted me back and said, absolutely, Uh, let's write a book and you can be our comeback careers contributor. And that's how everything started. Wow. Okay. So, um, I, I was, I'm wondering how you felt when she said that. And also if you can put it in the context of your longer career path, uh, what you did originally, and then, uh, you, however many years you were off and, and then you ended up doing, uh, you ended up in real estate for a number of years and suddenly you're on this brand new, very exciting um, project. So can you just walk us through that a little bit? Sure. I spent about 12 or 13 years on Capitol Hill as a press secretary. I was the press secretary for Senator Bill Roth of Delaware, of the Roth IRA. And then he became chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, and I was the communications director for the Senate Finance Committee, uh, which handles uh, everything Um, taxes, welfare, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, trade, all that legislation 
in goes through the Senate and the Senate goes to the Senate Finance Committee. Um, so I needed to be able to uh, simplify and sell complex um, and complicated legislative initiatives and kind of distill them down to um, the, their um, bare bones about how they would impact um, people in their everyday lives. So that was my job for uh, a number of years. And uh, when my um, I had one child and went back to work and did fine and um, brought him, you know, would pick him up from daycare and bring him back into the office with me. And I had a great boss who let me do that. Um, but then I very quickly was pregnant with a second child. And um, my, right when I was probably about seven months pregnant, my boss uh, lost his reelection bid and I was out of a job. Um, almost, you know, ready to pop and out of a job and a one-year-old at home. And it just seemed like a, uh, the perfect opportunity to off-ramp for a while. So off-ramp I did. And I went home for a while to change diapers. And meanwhile, my counterpart on the um, House side, who had been communications director for the House Ways and Means Committee, um, went on to become White House press secretary. So I would listen wow. to his briefings quite often while I was either uh, pumping, breastfeeding, or changing diapers, which um, kind wow. of was, you know, not uh, not a great situation for my confidence levels. Uh, yes. So I was home with the kids for about six years, and when they were when they were both in school, one was in kindergarten, the other was in first grade. I decided that it was time to instead of uh, volunteering 40 hours a week, which by that point I was doing, I decided that I could actually make some money um, with my time. And yeah. I got my real estate license and um, went back to work and worked in real estate. So I could have, um, I didn't have to commute anywhere. I could make my own hours and I could pick up the kids and um, go to their events and be available for that without having to stress myself out too much. Mm -hmm. And so then, uh, right when they, um, that went on for about eight years and then when they became much more independent and, um, I was needed less, that's when I started to have second thoughts about continuing on with real estate and wanted to do something that, um, was more of a match for my interests. And so that brought me to my 50 year old midlife, mid-career crisis point when I texted Mika. Wow. Okay, so all of a sudden, you're co-authoring a book with Mika, and how long did you spend in the research process? Can you tell us a little bit about that? And did what did you learn about relaunching while you were doing all, all the research for the book? So, and now I'm remembering that you asked me about how I felt when she asked me to write the book. So I'll answer that now. Yes. Um, when, okay. When Mika first said to me, let's write a book, I... I really thought she was joking because who who just says let's write a book and is it's serious about it because I'd done a lot of writing and I really enjoyed writing but the thought of writing something that was more than a blog post or a, a press release was overwhelming. 
So I, I honestly thought she was joking and thought she, or thought maybe she meant we'll write a pamphlet or some little ebook. And especially because she also said, and I want it to be ready in 60 days when I unveil my website. <laughs> and that's when I really thought there's no way I can do this. But um, I, actually, Carol, it was you who I had just met who told me that I could in fact do it. And um, I just needed to take it one step at a time. And so with your encouragement, I and with Mika's help, I was able to um, take on this project. Now, you asked me what, um, what did I learn? Yeah, I, I asked what you, what you had learned, but, you know, I had kind of forgotten about that. So I have to say it's, it's very gratifying to know that I had a tiny little role in um, you moving forward with this. We were, but I, we were I, having lunch and, and we had met for the first time. We had met over the phone. We met in person. And you said to me, it's like what um, from Lean In. What would you do if you weren't? Oh, if you weren't if afraid. You weren't afraid, right? You yes. said this is your yeah, thing. Yep. Uh, well, that was a a obviously a pivotal conversation, and here we are. So um, it's it's so exciting, and and to to think back about you know where you were at that point and, and where you are now. So actually that's part of the question. Um, when you were doing all this research, I don't know how long it ended up uh, taking um, to be in the research period of, of your book writing, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you learned about the relaunching process while you were doing that book research. Well, you know, I learned that one of the there 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 challenges that we face, um, whether it's relaunching or reinventing careers or um, rebooting what whichever way we're, we're coming at it and some of them are internal and others are external the internal challenge the big one is, is confidence and a lot of you know for me I felt like when I right before I texted Mika I felt like it, it's it's too late you know I'm 50 years old what am I have no business starting anything new I, I should just stick with what I'm doing even though I'm not crazy about it who starts anything new everybody talks about 20 year olds having potential and 25 year olds having potential and 30 year olds having potential and and here I am and I'm at the age where you know, 20 years ago, people would have been talking about retiring. And, but I thought I, I'm absolutely um, ready to take on new challenges and I want to do something um, productive with the next 20 or 25 years. I don't want to do something that bores me or doesn't, you know, it isn't a match for my skill set. And so I, I think that confidence is um, something that kept on coming up over and over again. And, and to a certain extent, mm -hmm. also fear. I talked to um, you know, some women who said they were just afraid to try something different. They were afraid that they would never, one of a friend of mine who had to go back to work after a 17 year career break um, said to me and had just had some you know, just been through a divorce and had some major health issues with her daughters said to me, I was afraid I would never find joy again. And mm. I, I was just fearful about who would want to hire me and what could I do? And, um, she ended up 
and I write about her in the book, she ended up finding a position at an art auction firm, which is what she had been doing before she stopped working. She found work in the exact same um, area that she'd been in before. And it she just happened to come across this art auction house um, by pure luck. It was just serendipity that it, it, that she landed there. Um, and all she had to do is get her resume in and apply for the job and they wanted her. So, um, life is funny. I mean, wow. you just have to keep your eyes yeah. open and, and be willing to take a risk and not be, not be afraid. Um, but confidence was a, a, the issue I kept on seeing with, with all, all different women, even women who've been working for, who'd never stopped working. Um, mm-hmm. they felt like they were being compared to much younger women now. So that confidence mm. becomes an issue with age too. So um, that's something that I found. Yeah, that's totally consistent with our experience with relaunchers, even if they were high performers or very senior before their career break, you know, the longer they're on career break, the more professionally disconnected they feel. And it, it's a real hit to the confidence. It, it's it's such a unifier uh, and, and really interesting that it is. Uh, and did you have any conversations with people who were kind of afraid to, to go back full time, like they didn't think they were going to be able to integrate a full time job into their lives or that they wouldn't be able to get the job or actually maintain the schedule, do the job. And then once they were back in it, they realized that they could totally do that. Yes, I I think that um, there were some who thought, you know, I would much rather find something that's flex or remote or is only part time. But I think that, you know, if we know going in what our guardrails are for for a job, like we know that, um, you know, we can't do a lot of travel or when you think those things out ahead of time, then you're less apt to get caught in a situation where you start something and you're like, holy cow, this is not what I was expecting. I don't think I can do all this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, you know, we certainly have had people who are all over the map in that department, but, and, but we have had people who say, you know, they start out looking for a part-time job and they're not finding that substantive challenging work that they really want to do. And then they, they switch and they say, okay, I'm going to broaden my search and now look for something full-time and then they, they do it and they realize, yes, I can handle this. So it, it you know, th- that's been, um, so another fear that, that, that we think it's really good to talk about and normalize. Um, so you had just mentioned the the case of the um, person with the 17 year career break who ended up um, with that job in the art auction house, an amazing story um, in, in the area where she had first um, started, where she had started her career or had been in her career earlier. And that one of the questions I was going to ask you was some about compelling relaunch stories. And I know that in the book, you also interviewed some some very well-known people who are relaunchers. So I want to know if you can give us an example of someone who's well-known who you interviewed about their relaunch and and what their story was. Well, Leslie Jane Seymour, uh, who was the editor-in-chief of Moore Magazine and uh, Mary Claire Magazine and Young Miss and a a number of other well-known magazines, uh, had a fantastic career 
uh, in the publishing industry. And she told me that she knew the writing was on the wall when her uh, when her boss brought her in and asked her if you know how he how she was feeling about the advertising accounts um, for her magazine, and she kind of was starting to get a feeling that it was going to be closing up pretty soon. So she went out and uh, did some soul searching and thought, what was it that she, because she knew that she was going to have to leave soon. She thought, well, what was it that she had missed in her, in, in her earlier career that she wished that she had done? And she decided um, when she had studied at Duke, she had enjoyed marine biology. So she did a different version of that. She went back to Columbia Grad School and got her master's in sustainability. And so she was taking all these classes. And then sure enough, as she suspected was going to happen, uh, Moore stopped publishing in 2016. Uh, and so she was continuing to get her degree towards sustainability, not quite sure what she was going to do with it, but certain that she was going to pivot into something different. And she had so many women reach out to her uh, after more closed and begging her to do something new, um, maybe something online, that she decided to start COVID Club, uh, which is an online community, online magazine. Um, she does different events with these women, and it is geared toward women 45 and up who um, are looking to reinvent uh, their lives, their careers. She's got a podcast now as well. And I think you've been on it, Carol. Um, yes, I know Leslie and I love her, her reinvention stories. I'm so glad that you're, you're recounting it for everyone. Yeah. So that, that was a great story. Um, and I think that we can all, you know, learn a lot and be inspired by, by Leslie's story. And that brings me right into my next question, which has to do with the tagline for your book. And, and I guess it's the hashtag stronger, wiser, better, which I absolutely love. And I just wanted to know if you can talk a little bit about that and what it means for relaunchers and for employers and maybe how, how you, you came to think of it. Well, when I spoke with a lot of different women um, who are, you know, who were in their late 40s, early 50s, early 60s, the one word that kept on coming up was invisible. That they mm. felt invisible, whether it was that they were disposable at their job now because they felt like despite their experience, they were being restructured out of a job uh, or their employer decided that they could hire um, you know, two or three people for the same salary, um, or whether it was just because of their age and that they were blending in and no one was noticing them anymore. And that just really got to me. And so I thought women of our age were stronger and were tougher. We've been battle tested. We've been through so much at this point we are stronger. I mean, you know, I may not have the biceps that I had in my 20s, but I'm a lot stronger inside than I've ever been. And mm -hmm. we're wiser. We have years and decades of experience under our belts. And 
we have the maturity and the experience and the pattern recognition um, and the resilience that comes with age. Um, and we're better. We're better. Th- and, and that's not that I'm better than a millennial. It just means I'm better than I ever have been. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, get that message out there to kind of erase this whole invisibility thing. Because I, I, every time I heard that word that somebody would use to describe how they felt about themselves, it just was heartbreaking. And so I thought I've got to, I want to turn this time into something else. Um, and so that's when I came up with stronger, wiser, better, which my kids then said uh, that I needed to get a tattoo that said SWB. <laughs> and the funny thing is that's their initials, Sophie and Will Brzezinski. So oh, I love weird that. how that turned out. <laughs> hmm. So maybe that tattoo is in your future. That's very interesting. I love it. Um, and you know, you're, you're really uh, highlighting the attributes of relaunchers, maturity, this groundedness, sense of having this, uh, a sense of self gravitas, you, you know, all of what you're talking about from having lived life and developing that, that resilience, very relevant, very consistent with, with what um, we see across the relauncher population and what, we all believe is, you know, what makes a great employee too, when you translate that to work or, or a career. Uh, so I want to know if, you know, since the book has come out and, and you, you know, it, you've been all over the media and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and, you know, you, you continued to write for Know Your Value, a, a whole range of excellent pieces that I, have enjoyed so much, I have to tell you. Um, has anything new come to light, or is it underscoring what you know what you wrote about in the book? I'm just separating what's happened since the book is published and all this additional writing you have done from the work that you did to produce the book in the first place. Well, since the book has come out, we've Mika and I have have received a, a, quite a few direct messages from people, uh, emails. Um, we've heard many success stories about comeback careers. We've heard, um, we've also heard some pretty heartbreaking stories about women who um, have not been successful in, in being able to get, um, get jobs and they're trying to figure out what they, they can do. So um, what I found is that we have struck a nerve, um, much like I relaunch has has found um, that there's this untapped pool of talent out there. Um, we've found that we have struck an emotional chord with a lot of women who are feeling like the times have changed, that 50 is not what it was before, that they have a long runway and they want to do something important and significant and fulfilling and meaningful with the next 20, 25, 30 years that they have to work. Um, And so I found that indeed there is a a thirst for comeback careers. Mm -hmm. 
So we're heading into the last part of our podcast, and I want to make sure I get a chance to ask you a few more questions um, before we close. And one of them was, were there any surprises in writing comeback careers? Something you weren't expecting? Well, I never expected that I'd be able to write a book. So that would be the <laughs> the, the biggest <laughs> surprise of all to me was that I was actually able to to write a book. And I actually... I wrote way too long a book and they had to cut it back. So that was even more surprising. Well, you know, Ginny, I just think about um, your career path and everything that you were doing before as a, you're a Capitol Hill press secretary, you were used to distilling, you know, as you were saying, complex ideas um, in, into effective messages. I, it, it felt to me, and this is uh probably what I said at the lunch, but, uh, you know, that it, it was, it's a natural progression for you having already had a, a solid skill set uh, in effective writing and communication. So, you know, I, I, I know you're saying you were surprised, but I bet all the people around you who are very familiar with you and your background, they were probably not surprised. Oh, so, well, just want to throw and, that. And, you know, that's what, what relaunchers need to go back and do. I mean, part of um, what a lot of people are dealing with now is what I call a zigzag career where you've done a lot of different things and you need to go back and figure out what is the connective thread running through everything you've done. And, and I look at, and of course you can make a connection between writing press releases on the Hill and messaging on the Hill and media relations there and writing a book. But when I also looked at real estate, I was even able to find a connective thread there because I did so much writing and marketing about houses and communities. And um, so I, I've always told stories. That's the connective thread that runs through everything that I do is storytelling, whether it's about women and careers, whether it's about houses, whether it's about policy um, that is my connective thread. And I think that to be able to figure that out and to understand your value, um, is half the battle and trying to return to work after a career break or make a pivot. Now you're hitting on such an important point. I want to underscore this for our audience that at the end of the day, it is all about how you tell the story. And the idea here that you can pull that thread from the real estate part of your career and how you um, that part of those responsibilities was a writing component where you're writing about communities and houses. And that that's part of the story. And that's a relevant part of the story is a perfect illustration for our audience about how you pull these threads from the different parts of your background and weave them to uh, talk about what you're interested in doing now. So thank you for doing that. Such a perfect illustration. Um, Ginny, is there any question that you wish someone asks you about the book that you never get asked? You know, one thing that um, I think makes a really good comeback career and is such an important thing for women right now. If you're, if you have strong feelings about, um, issues in your community, um, issues nationally, um, I think that getting involved politically is an excellent comeback career. Now it is not, um, going to bring in 
a paycheck or a large paycheck, but if you can do it on the side, um, I think that as women, and especially as women of our age, our voices need to be heard. I think that um, I think that women, especially moms, have very strong feelings about the future, about the future for our kids, about whether it has to do with the climate, whether it has to do with guns, whether it has to do with the economy and jobs. Um, and I think that um, to get involved, to whether it's school board, whether it's getting involved in a campaign, um, whether it is being part of a movement, um, I think that that is uh, the ultimate comeback career because I think that you're making a difference not only for yourself and your family, but for your community and for everybody around you as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so interesting to look at all the comeback career stories that we see on the local, state, national, um, political level um, across the spectrum. So uh, that's so interesting that, that you bring that up. Um, actually, one one more question for you. So I don't know how you character yourself, characterize yourself, Ginny, um, as as someone who is an introvert or an extrovert. But you had to, when this book come, came out, all of a sudden be on TV or on the Today Show. You you know you're on NBC. Um, you're on national television, uh, and 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 being interviewed by the press. I just wanted to know how did that feel. And were you nervous and did you get less nervous over time, the more of that you were doing? Uh, it was the thought of being on the Today Show, Carol. I have to tell you, I was so nervous. I literally was worried that I would either throw up on the set, faint. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a Today Show. I, you know, it's it scared me to death. But I went through, Mika made me go through like two full days of media training. And it was, they were drilling me. I mean, this woman, Janine Driver, who is awesome. And I, she's also in the book. She's a great speaker. Would ask me oh, the same question over and over and over and over again. And until I could get my answer exactly the way it was supposed to be within like 20 seconds. And mm. because I tend to talk a lot. And uh, so... That really helped a lot. Um, but I tell you, from if we go back to the beginning of this whole journey, and excuse my dog noises, um, if we go back to the beginning of my whole journey, the first time I ever, well, ever appeared on a stage in front of a significant amount of people um, was for Mika's Know Your Value um, conference in, in 2017. And I was, I was so nervous. Um, was that the one where we yes. were on stage together with yes. Mika? Oh, right. I right. was so nervous. I, I was probably as nervous about that as I was going on the today show. And I think what, what that taught me was not only that, you know, speaking in front of an audience is something that you can do and everybody should do. And is, you know, it gets easier but also stepping out of your comfort zone and taking a risk and doing things like that 
builds confidence like nobody's business. And that um, was a great experience. The Today Show ended up being fine. Actually, once I got there and sat down and, and Mika was right there and she was great. She said, look, if it seems like you're going to pass out or like you're not going to be able to find your words, I'll fill in. So don't worry. So having her there was was great. And the people, uh, the hosts of the Today Show could not have been nicer. So when I was actually on the air, I wasn't nervous at all. Uh, but leading up to it, I was nervous. But it was getting out of my comfort zone, taking a risk, um, doing something that I thought I could never do um, was a huge boost to my confidence. Mm-hmm. And I saw that segment and I thought you were awesome on it. So everything that you're talking about was not detectable at all to people who were watching. So, um, you know, and I guess you're saying that most of this was internal and you were able to do like a, an excellent job when you were on the show itself. So that is great to hear. Uh, and, you know, one thing that we tell relaunchers to do is think about joining Toastmasters um, because it helps you become a better public speaker and you're with a group of people, most of whom are working full time. So it's great to meet a bunch of uh, meet a group of people. And uh, it's it's a supportive environment, too. And just building that confidence that you're talking about with this media training, becoming a subject matter expert all over again in your particular field, all of that um, contributes to the higher level of confidence. And, you know, I listen to you right now, Ginny, just on this podcast and how articulate you are and clear and the, the, the way you express yourself. You, you know, clearly you've been doing this for a while and you're really good at it. And so the idea that, you know, you came from a place where you had no experience uh, being interviewed and, and being on national TV, and now it's something that, that you've done enough times that you've clearly mastered. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I think that, again, I, I can't stress enough the importance of taking a risk and getting out of your comfort zone. But also for situations like that, whether it's an interview or presentation or whatever you're doing, the, the preparation um, and practice are so important. I mean, of course, no one's ever going to wing it if they're going on the Today Show or speaking in front of a, a big audience, but to practice it out loud over and over again um, in front of friends or family is, is really helpful. Yes, that, there's no substitute for practicing out loud. And this even translates to practicing for an interview. You want to practice out loud and talk to a wall or talk to a mirror or talk, record yourself on your phone or talk with another person. Um, so in all of these contexts, practicing out loud is, is, is a critical piece. Yes. Uh, well, we are uh, coming to the end of our time here, and I have had so much fun doing this interview, Ginny. Um, I want to end by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? My best piece of advice is to say yes. Don't, a lot of times our instinct is to say, no, I can't do something. I don't have time. I'm too rusty. Um, just start saying yes. When somebody asks you to help with something, to do something, get outside of your comfort zone. 
be willing to take a risk. Um, and I, I think the other part, of the, the other thing I would, I would advise is to take advantage of online classes. Um, always be learning something new. Um, it, it is, there's so many things that you can learn online. Now, if you're on LinkedIn, you can do a LinkedIn, um, monthly membership for $29. And that opens up to you like 15,000 free classes. And if you just do like set a metric for yourself of just doing an hour a week of classes, um, you, there's so many different things that you can learn. And if you're always learning, um, then you are always improving and you can get yourself more current with what's going on. Um, those are my two pieces of advice. And that's an excellent way to wrap up our conversation. Um, Ginny, how can we find out more about Comeback Careers and your work and Know Your Value? Know Your Value, uh, you can go to the website, which is knowyourvalue.com, K-N-O-W-Y-O-U-R-V-A-L-U-E.com. Mm-hmm. And my website, which has more about me and the book and my speaking engagements, um, is Ginny Brzezinski. That's G-I-N-N-Y, B-R-Z-E-Z-I-N-S-K-I.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. And Ginny, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Carol. It was great to be with you. And thanks for listening to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. For more information on iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.